This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Well, well, look like we got a show today. Looks like we got a show today. Today we're going to talk about... Something really simple. If you're starting a video production company, these are five myths that a lot of people run into that they think, that they believe, that they claim they know before they start a company. And I want to disprove all of those myths. They're just bad ways of thinking based off old information you may have received. Some of you already know some of them, some of you don't. But we're going to go through each and every one of them today in today's show. But before we do that, before we get into all of that, you know we got to run the intro. So let's do that. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's really good if this is your first time on this channel? My name is Ty. I'm a former Army combat photographer. And I'm the guy over here at Flash Film Academy. And this channel right here is designed to help you understand the business side of content creation. If you want to go somewhere to fix your girlfriend's crooked smile and fix her chipped tooth and remove the bags from under her, her eyes or your boyfriend's hairline, this ain't it. This is where you go to understand how to get that bag. And today we're going to talk about just that starting a video production business, specifically looking at that type of industry and understanding how to overcome some of the five myths that people believe when it comes to starting these companies, because a lot of people are feeding you a lot of BS. And I want to make sure you understand what you need to know before you go in that direction. I'm going to have everybody go ahead, hit that like button, that thumbs up button real quick while we're here got a few uh questions that pop up you can post your questions now we'll make sure we get to them right before it's over with all my gold members all my gold members 
Um, you have the information. If you go to live.flashfilmacademy.com, it takes you to the information you need to be a part of this live in a few seconds. So let's get started. I don't like to, you know, I don't like to beat around the bush. I like to get straight to it. Let's start with myth number one. Myth number one, and this is a big thing that pop up a lot, a lot of people talk about, is the fact that you can start a business by word of mouth. And some people have so-called been successful at starting businesses by word of mouth. But let me break something down to you because a lot of people don't understand this. They don't take this into account. They don't think about it. They have not been educated on this. When it comes to word of mouth traffic, if you get word of mouth traffic from someone who has never purchased from you, if you get word of mouth traffic from a person that's not your previous client, they will not refer you for, for the reasons you need to be referred. So what do you mean by that, Ty? What do you mean by that? That means any, you, you guys have friends that go on Facebook and they say, do anybody know a photographer? Anybody know a videographer? They're not looking for the best. They're looking for the cheapest. When people refer you and they try to look out for you and they're your friend, they're like, oh, he good and he cheap. I don't know what he charged, but he should hook you up because he know they're not referring you because you provide the maximum level of quality to a person that's willing to pay for it. They're providing you because they know you and you cheap. So could you start a business off word of mouth? You probably could. Would you? Should you? No. When people want something done right, they go places and look for it. If you want to, if you want something done right, you're not asking somebody. You're Googling it. You're going where they are. If you want to buy a brand new car, you're going to go to that car website. You're going to go online and search for dealerships. If you want to buy a hoopty for cheap because you need somewhere, you need something to get from point A to point B, you may ask, is anybody selling a car? But when you know what you want specifically, you know where to look for it. We, we live in a, the, the age of information. Ignorance is a choice. So usually if you're getting word of mouth traffic, it's not because you're good. Because the person that's referring you don't have the experience to properly refer you. They don't have the experience to properly refer you to a client. They can just say, I know a guy. And when people hear, I know a guy, the value go down. When people hear, I know a guy, it gets real cheap. Even if you can say, oh, my boy work over at Best Buy. Is he going to give me the hookup? That's what people think. Oh, you know a guy, he probably got the best deal. Or the, I don't want those guys as clients, especially as a new business. Those are not the guys I want. Those are not the guys I want. I want people who want it done right the first time, who's willing to spend the money to get it done right the first time. Those are the clients that it's going to take for me to build my business. Those are the clients that I need to make profit so that I can put money back into my company and build my business. Hookups, side jobs, homeboy handouts, that's not gonna do it for me. Not gonna happen. You get, go, go, go get your shirts made up. Go get your logos on your shirts. You're gonna get people asking for, man, let me get a shirt. They're not thinking that that shirt costs you money. You advertising my shirt don't make me no money, but it's gonna cost me 20 to $30 to get you a shirt plus shipping. For what? To send me word of mouth traffic, it's not going to happen. It, it's not, it doesn't make business sense. And as you grow in your business, you're going to start to make more decisions in your business and in your life that makes business sense. People who think like consumers will always, they won't get some of the decisions that you make. 
Sometimes you got to cut people off that drain and pull you in places that don't work for you. It's a business decision. You have to make you have to make better business decisions if you want to run a business. You can't make consumer decisions. So you're going to think and look at things differently as your mind grows to be this business owner. You're not going to be the same person you are today when that business started popping. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be that same person. The, the person you are today is completely different than the CEO you want to be. That CEO you want to be looks at the world differently. He makes different decisions. He, he hangs with different people. He have uh, different habits. He, have, he has different intentions. He looks at life differently. He looks at money differently. He looks at purchases differently. He looks at some of the materialistic things that people buy differently. That CEO you want to be is not going to look at stuff like the nine to five worker you may be currently. It's a whole transition. And it starts with the way you think and the way you look at things. Because if you are trying to be in that CEO position, making frontline worker consumer decisions, you won't be there long. You won't be there long. There's a reason why they are in that situation. They have been trained and taught and have the experience to make the right decisions. Let's talk about number two, right? Number two is something I preach all the time, but a lot of people is just in one ear, out the other. They don't believe me. You cannot have more success if you sell to everybody. Selling to everybody does not bring you more success. It does not bring you more money. Offering your services to everybody who want a picture does not help you, right? Niching down to one type of client does. It makes your world predictable. If I know who I'm selling to, I know where they hang out. I know what they look at. I know how much money they make. I know what to charge them. I know when their seasons are. I know what they do for a living, what they like. I know, I can predict my success. Therefore, I can keep growing and climbing. If I'm selling to everybody, it's hard to keep up with every trend. Very few clothing companies sell clothes for everybody. They usually stay within a specific niche of people. Unless you have something that's very broad, like blue jeans, which really was designed for workers and just turned into a fashion thing. But you don't see a lot of blue jeans suits. They didn't go into that market because they know that their their product is for the common guy. So you have to be mindful as to who you want to go after. People telling me, oh, I don't, where should I advertise? What kind of camera should I get? What type of lit? I don't know what you're trying to do. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're trying to do. A lens that's worth $12,000 for a sports photographer is worth nothing to a portrait photographer. You have to understand what you're trying to do, who you're trying to do it for. And then what they value. A lot of y'all make decisions based off what you value. Well, you're not spending money with you. Your ideal client is spending money with you. What do they value? But if your ideal client is everybody, there's no way to determine what your ideal client value. Because some people over here is willing to pay $7 for a two-piece chicken wing with fries and a drink. And some people over here wouldn't be caught dead with it. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. 
It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, Clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to FlashFilmAcademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. You don't know if your audience want a salad or they want a cheeseburger. You need to determine who you're working for, what, what niche you're doing, so that you can build your business around it. Consumers, consumer mindset makes you think, I'm just going to get money from everybody. Oh, I should be good if I can get all these people to, I, I just want traffic. Consumers just want a thousand people on their website. Business owners want 20 people that's ready to buy what they have to offer today on their website. 20 people, 20 buyers that, that know what they want, that's willing to spend top dollar on it, that's ready to pull a trigger on it today is more valuable than a thousand random people on my website. Period. You have to understand that as a business owner. Those are things that you have to learn. That's, so that's number two is making sure you have the niche, making sure you're not trying to go ev after everybody. You know, all money ain't good money. So keep that in mind. Um, number three, the, num the third biggest myth is a lot of people think that uh, you should focus on being price competitive. Man, I got to have the best price. Oh, he doing it for 50. I'm going to do it for 40. Absolutely not. That is a fool's way of going into business. If you don't understand business is if you're trying to compete on just price. You don't understand business at all. You're, you're 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 you got a whole lot to learn when it comes to understanding how business works. Right. You got a whole lot to learn when it comes to that. You don't want to compete on price. You want to compete on value. But guess what? We go back to the last step. How do we determine value by understanding who we're selling to and what they value? How do we know who we're selling to and what they value? We have to have a niche in place. You got to know what audience you want to sell to. That's why business takes time. That's why you can't just say, what are clients at? How I get more clients, Ty? I go through it day and night here. That's why that's freaking as long as it is. Because if you don't have those pieces in place, you can never, we can never talk to you about who you're going after. We, we can never talk to you about who you're going after if you don't understand. If, we can't talk to you about marketing. I don't know if Google works for you. Your audience may be a younger audience. Snapchat may be better. TikTok may be better. I don't know if pay-per-clicks with Google works for you. I don't know if marketing on Facebook works for you. But a lot of people take all this information from 50,000 gurus that tell you, you need to be here, you need to be there, you need to be here, you need to be there. They never tell you you need to understand who it is you want to target first and then build from there. That's the most important thing. If I'm targeting businesses, why am I on TikTok? If I'm going after businesses, why am I on TikTok? Maybe I should be on LinkedIn. 
$500 on LinkedIn will go further than $2,000 on TikTok. But the people you're listening to don't care to fully understand what you're trying to do. They don't want to teach you to do that. So they're just giving you general information that sounds good. So you can hit that like button. The truth is, you got to determine where you want to go before I help you get there. Right? I tell people all the time, I made more money off a $400 half page ad that was in a country club going after dentists than I did in a year worth of time marketing on Google, Google pay per click. I made six figures off a $400 ad simply because I took the time to understand who am I going after? Where are they looking? What do they value? Then that's where I should be. Just like you don't see Lamborghini commercials in the middle of reality shows. You don't see Porsche commercials in the middle of the reality show. But I tell you this, go watch a PGA event on TV. Watch how expensive the cars are in those commercials. Go watch a basketball game and then watch how cheap those cars are. But go watch like cricket or go watch a really high-end sport. And watch how expensive the car brands are. Watch you start seeing more Range Rovers, more Mercedes and more BMW commercials during like golf. Because people who are in a different tax bracket prefer different things. People, there's, there's different things outside of the world you love. And if you don't understand what you're trying to sell and who it's for, you'll never know what world they are in. And if you don't know what world they are in, you're guessing what you're marketing and advertising. You wishing. We don't want to wish. We want to be predictable. To do that, you need to understand who you want to sell to. That's something I can't choose for you. I can give you the tools to help you see what's popping in your area. But at the end of the day, you need to love it. Because if you can't love it, you can't talk about it. This, I got five bullet points. I'm just talking. I love it. I don't, this is not a scripted thing. I can talk about it because I know it. I love it. And I'm passionate about it. I wake up every day finding ways to be creative in the business world. You may watch some guys on YouTube that's wake up every day finding ways to be creative in the photography or videography world. You know, how you, it's up to you to determine how they're doing, but business is something you can apply everywhere. They don't talk about business for a reason. I talk about business for a reason. Let's talk about number four. You need to have the best gear to get into business. I need to have the most up-to-date camera gear to do this. Absolutely not. Most of your clients will, will rather, most of your clients will be happy with a 720p video. Let me say that again. Most of your clients will be happy with 720p. You're working with businesses. <laughs> I've used this analogy before. Go walk through their location. Find me one 4K monitor. You probably won't even be able to find me a 1080p monitor unless they are in graphics or design. Find me one, find me one monitor that when you send it over in this beautiful 4K, they can even watch it to its fullest potential. Good looking out, Legion. Jim, good looking out on the super chat. When you go through them, most of their monitors are maybe 1080p, maybe 1440, maybe. Yeah, they can click the little drop down on YouTube and click 4K. Doesn't mean they're watching in 4K. It means they're wishing. It means they're clogging up bandwidth with something that their monitor and system can't even use. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. You got to narrow it down. 720p is more than enough. 
I will tell you things you should invest in. Next. You, you, I, I, I'll do it like this. Websites need to load fast. They don't need a big 4K video. Not yet. Most websites are viewed on cell phones. And if your website loads slow, Google punishes you for loading slow. So you don't need this huge video file to stream. You want to be fast and smooth. Um, if you want to invest in something, right? If you want to invest in something, it's not about, it's not just about image quality. In fact, to me, image quality is secondary to two things, to three things in business. Image quality is number four on my list of things you need to worry about. Number one is marketing. You better put more dollars in marketing. Let me, let me start over. Cause in number zero is this is your brain. That's, that's common sense here. We're going, we're going to skip over the fact that you really should be investing in this more than anything. Right. Number one is marketing. You should be putting more money. If you got more money in gear than you do in marketing, you are where you deserve to be in the house with a bunch of camera bags and crap and nobody know about you. And when I say marketing, I mean websites, I mean SEO, I mean doing everything you can to build your brand and be in front of people. If you spent more money in gear than marketing, you deserve to be the only person looking at your gear right now. It is what it is. Number two, the number two thing I would invest in before I invest in the image quality. Here you go. You ready? Is audio quality. Don't care how great your pictures are. You, you got a video production company and I can't hear what's going on. You trash money taking over for the nine, nine and the 2000 trash money. Number three and my really good videographers would definitely agree that you need to invest in your lighting. Lighting. A lot of you guys can't stand apart. You can't separate yourself from iPhone footage because you don't understand how to light talent or scenes. Let alone be creative. You think you're just going to make everything. Listen, when I was a rookie, I used to just light everything. I used to make, I just, I thought lighting was making sure I had enough light on my subject, on my scene, so that I can expose it in the area that didn't cause me to have noise. That's, that's a legitimate, trill thing. I, it was just about getting as much light as possible in the area so I can shoot at ISO 100, and that was lighting. I really thought some of y'all think like that right now. Some of y'all are like, wait, 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 what? It wasn't until I started learning and took the time to understand lighting, hair lights, you know, uh, just a three point lighting setup, understanding the, the feel and effect that light has on your image, understanding how my sensor react to light. All you guys are jumping from camera to camera who don't understand how your sensor reacts to light because you was a Canon one day, black magic, the next you and Nikon, you never fully get to push your camera to the limit because you don't understand how to light for it. You don't understand how it handles shadows, how it handles, uh, you know, fall off. You never took the time to really push that camera or get to know that camera. You blame your image on the camera. Lighting is, an, is another thing I would invest in before I worry about image quality. Because guess what? If I got a company that's that's marketed well, if I got a company that, that and we can provide great audio and provide great lighting, I can step in with an iPhone and steal your client. I can step in with an iPhone and outshoot you every time. And guess what? Because my marketing 
caters to clients that's going to social media, they won't care that I have an iPhone. Because my marketing says we're here to help you grow your TikTok channel or whatever is based around, you know, a niche that is in the area that is okay with cell phone footage. They won't care that I show up with a cell phone. Meanwhile, you're dragging a big red helium or whatever in to a company that never heard of you trying to get top dollar and your marketing doesn't justify that. So those are things that I would invest in before I even got to image quality. You can go give me a 5D Mark II. I'll run circles around you business wise. You can give me a 5D Mark II. I'll be shooting in 1080p with great lighting, great audio and marketing. You'll barely be paying for the ca- You'll be going to work your nine to five so that you can pay for your camera. I'll be bringing in clients that'll be paying for the next two. Absolutely. You'll be waiting to Friday to get a check so you can pay your credit card company back for a camera that's collecting dust in your $200 case that ain't going nowhere. It ain't got to scratch your hard cases, ain't got to scratch on it. It ain't going nowhere. It's right in your closet. You pull it out and put it to get put your rig together to film stuff through the window because you ain't getting no clients because you thought that having this camera was going to bring in the money and it didn't because you didn't invest in marketing. First off, you didn't invest in this. Then you didn't invest in marketing. You are right where you deserve to be. Last but not least, the last myth um, about, um, you know, about video production companies is just like I said, people think that I need to invest in everything. I need to invest in all the gear in the world. I need to invest in all the gear in the world. Gear, 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 gear. What you need is you need to, you need to get the tilt of this and you need to get the small rig that and you need to get a cage so you can show up and look like, you know, you got to have a dual handle with the, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody care about that. Just you. That's your ego. Let's be real. Your ego cares about what you walk into the door with with that client. If you get a client, by the time a client is paid a non-refundable retainer, which we, uh, that's what we do. We don't do deposits. Somebody's asking about the contract pack, non-refundable retainer, because we no longer do deposits in 2021. If you're still doing deposits, you are where you're supposed to be. Um, if If a client has come to your website, they like what you present. They like your portfolio. They do business with you. They sign a proposal, uh, you know, and all of that. They, they pay the non-refundable retainer and you show up. They're not going to care what you pull out that bag. They're not. Unless it's something like an iPhone 6, a GoPro. I've, I've tried this on clients just to see. Just I put out a GoPro and put it on a rig and it was like, you shot all that with that? I'm like, yeah, it was like, man, it looked good. Okay, let's go. They never said, hey, uh, we're not going to shoot today. I don't like your camera. Put, put that back. Put that up, chief. Never got that. Never, ever got that. So, again, let me go run down to five and then we're going to bring on the gold members. Let me run down to five real quick. Five myths, big myths that you need to overcome and understand when you're starting a video production company. I like to make sure I summarize and just, you know, some people came in late. I like to make sure I, you know, hit you with a hit you with the left since I got you with the right. Again, number one, you can't start a business by word of mouth. You're not going to attract the type of client that you want unless 
That word of mouth comes from previous clients. You want referrals. You don't want word of mouth. Huge difference. Referrals can say, hey, I got it done the right way. It cost me a grip, but I'm happy with it. This is the guy you want to go to if you want it right. Word of mouth is somebody who want a cheap hookup. Not for me, bro. Number two is you. you uh, the myth is that you'll have more success if you sell to everybody. Absolutely not. You'll make more money if I can bring in more clients. Absolutely not. That is a consumer mindset of thinking. We got to get out of that. You have to understand that you have been taught to think that way. Um, but it's, it's not true in the business world. That's why there aren't a lot of companies that sell everything to everybody. And if they do, they have completely different divisions to do it. Would you buy a, would you buy an all natural, fresh, sparkling water by Coca-Cola? You probably wouldn't, but I guarantee you, if you're into sparkling water, you've bought it from a company that's owned by Coca-Cola because even they knew they couldn't sell you everything under this same brand. Car companies do it all the time. You know how GM gets you to spend more money for a car? They call it a Cadillac. You know how Toyota gets you to spend more money for a Toyota Camry? They call it a Lexus. You know how Nissan gets you to spend more money for a Nissan? They call it an Acura. All of them do it. Because they know they can't get you to spend more money for this same type of car. So they call it something else. Call it a luxury brand and you go spend 50% more on a high-end Toyota Camry. It's marketing. Um, number three is you should focus on being price competitive. That's a big myth. Do not focus on specializing in what you do and price it accordingly. If you specialize in something, you can be a whole lot more than somebody that just does everything. Number four is you need to have the best gear to go into business. Absolutely not. 720p, honestly, is enough. 1080p, it's enough. If you're looking, thinking about should I upgrade my camera, something new just came out. Nope. Don't. I don't. Stop relate or stop looking at new gear and, and telling yourself you're going to make that money back. That money going. Nope. You're wrong. Absolutely. You are wrong. You're not going to make that money back because it's a, it's a dumb purchase. Use what you got. Because a lot of y'all don't got two cameras. Because if you ain't got two, you ain't got one. You want to go in business, you got one camera. You talking about upgrading? You need to be you need to be stepping to the side. You need to be buying a second body before you go into business. Because if you just got one, you ain't going to make it. And last but not least, great video production companies should invest heavily in gear. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Two cameras, audio device, great lighting. Great microphone. Let's go. You should be invested in marketing more than anything. Your marketing and branding should be three times what your gear is. And if you can't afford to do that, then maybe you need to sell your a seven three and step down to a a 6,500 or step down the camera and use that money to get your logo, right? To get your LLC, to get your website. You'll get that money back. If you do the business side, right? You'll get that money back if you do the, if you do the business side right. And that's something, that's a place I've been. Went out and bought all this gear. I had Ronins and everything. Wasn't shooting nothing for nobody. What happens when your business starts failing? You're going to start selling gear to make it. And that's exactly what I did. I had to sell a lot of stuff to make it. But what I did was instead of going back, buying all that gear, I invested in my brand, my marketing. And then I brought in clients 
and I bought my, my gear and everything all over again. So keep that, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, let's get ready to go and join, get our gold members. Let's go ahead and pop this up. Give them a second to load. I know they are, uh, patiently waiting, patiently, patiently waiting. I, I appreciate that. Appreciate you. Um, let's do this real quick. Cause I know I got everybody, everybody jumping in. We're going to go ahead and give them a second. Listen, um, today's sponsor of course, it's us over at Flash Film Academy. We got a ton of courses that go deep in detail so you can understand it, walk you through it, hold your hand, I guess, the, you know, so you can go through everything you need to know to understand how to run a business. If you think I'm punching you, let me say this too, because a lot of people, I, it's funny because I have to remind people. If you think I'm punching you in your throat on here, on a course, I'm going to punch you, stump you, I'm going to put on some Timberlands and some brass knuckles and I'm going to wear you out. I'm, I'm, that's just what I'm going to do. So be ready for it. When you get a course, be ready for it. You're going to hate me, but you're going to love me. It's most, most people do. They hate me because they got to start all over because they think they are at level 16 and they love me because I straighten them out and they have to start all over and redo everything, but they get it done. Right. All right. Give me a second. Wait for the, uh, wait for the gold members to pop on. We're waiting on a few. Can you guys, well, maybe I should do that first. Make sure you guys can hear me. Um, and then we're going to go over to my. Uh, we'll go over to the Zoom connect. Boom. There we go. We got three people. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? Oh, yeah, man. Buddy. I'm making it. I'm making it. Another day, another dime before taxes. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How you doing? What's up, Rodney? I know. Real quick, Jim while, and Scott. Go ahead, go ahead. While we getting started, I know Alex said he's looking to uh, he's looking to buy. Did he say a fifth? Wait for the uh, wait for the gold members to pop. Oh, on. somebody, somebody, mics on. on Can you guys? All right, there we go. Oh, I know somebody looking, somebody looking uh guilty. I know Alex said he's getting ready to buy uh his fourth copy of the same camera. Man, you can never have enough angles. You can ha never have enough backup gear. Never have enough backup gear. So you want to make sure you, uh, you know, if you're in business, imagine, listen, imagine you're in business, you go to get a, a tire change and they like, ah, oh, you know, we only got one wrench and it broke. Would you ever go back to that place? Be honest. Would you ever go back to that place? Uh, we don't, we, my man's ran the auto zone. He went to go grab another wrench. You would never go. I don't care if they came and did it perfectly. You would never go back to that place. Just you ever go to a like I've been to KFC once and they ran out of chicken. I was so mad. I was mad as hell. Y'all out of chicken at KFC. This is what you're known for. I was so mad. I was like, well, give me 20 biscuits and a whole lot of honey. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, give me give me all of that. So it's just you, you want to you have to. If you're in business. You got to cross your T's and dot your I's. You're not a person doing it. You're a company doing it. And companies have different liabilities than people. I can be okay if somebody forgets something, but I can't be okay if a business don't have enough of their bread and butter. The reason I hired you, you don't have a camera. Your camera's broke. Your, your memory card's broke. You're out of here. You'll never do business. 
around me. I'm, I'm going to write every bad review I can. So have you guys um, run into any redundancy? I, I know we talked about a little bit, Jim. I know you, any redundancy times where you're like, man, I'm glad I had, you know, X, Y, and Z. I got burned on audio one time. That's all it one takes. time. And I actually, I did the best I could to master the in-camera audio and actually send it out to a professional, another professional company because we're the pros. Um, and uh, <laughs> and they actually, it was just an audio company. And man, it still wasn't as, it still sucked. Yeah. So we, every time, I mean, we have triple redundancy just on our audio because that is never happening again. Yeah, because that's a terrible feeling when you lose audio. Absolutely, you lose a little bit of video, you can put some B roll over it. You lose audio, it's gone. It sucks. <laughs> I I I never want to experience that again. I never want to experience that. And I'm the same way. I'm I'm, you know, it's funny because when I went through that situation, and I'm sitting here like, why doesn't anybody teach redundancy? Like, why isn't nobody telling people like you need to? Like, why, why is that such a thing that skipped over? That that was one of the things. I know a lot of people who, who follow my channel, they're like, oh, man, you know, I listen to your channel, and then I go listen to all these other guys on YouTube, and it makes me mad um, because y- you realize that a lot of people who are in business, they aren't really, who portray themselves as filmmakers or videographers, they aren't really doing it because they're not talking about little simple stuff like redundancy, man, like. That's something that you can't you cannot be in this business for over a year and not run into a situation where you get punched in the face because your audio goes bad or you have a memory card go bad on you or you have a camera that won't cut on or you know what I'm saying? You you, you got a battery that won't hold a charge. Like you you will run into it if you're using your gear that much. It just it is what it is. I get people who complain about cameras not having second SD card slots. They want to cry about that. But like it's way like you should have a whole nother camera. Like, yeah, that's that's just another level of redundancy having two SD slots. But don't cry to Nikon because they only provided one SD slot. They understand that a majority of y'all ain't doing it to the point where this one could fail you. But for those who are saying I do this for a living, my I make every dollar I make from this camera, you want as much redundancy as possible. Go for it. So I just, in the last seven days, I've worked with two different um, videographers and one of them, when the job was done, they couldn't hand over the S- their SD card because they said, it's the only SD card we have. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Uh, and then um, the other one has um, one camera, one drone, and she was really freaking out because she just she showed me a video of her drone stuck in a tree dead to the world and i'm like oh my gosh this is i mean this is the last week two separate people two separate counties two separate cities i it's more prevalent than most people are aware of wow they got a drone and a ladder and that's it i got a drone and a long stick I got a, in a monopod. Either I'm going to put a GoPro on this stick and run around with it. <laughs> hey, if you ain't got a drone, that works now. Don't 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 laugh at the people who did it. I didn't sell some drones. I paid for my drone with a monopod and a GoPro. 
running around and they were like, this mug, this is some great footage. You got really close to the ground. I was, yeah, I bet I did. I was on the ground. So you got to do what you got to do. YouTubers got a free DJI 4D. Yeah. Doubled up. They got a second one. I mean, probably because the manufacturer would want to make sure that happened for them and they do it for a living. So, well, as long as they got one for free, they, they, oh, I like that glass there. I like that, Marcus. You okay? You over there? You over there hurting oh. people? I should have had mine. Okay, I see you. I see you. You over there beating people up? You, you I posted. Sorry, Ty. I posted to the the gold member forum about uh, going to a shoot and having one of our new A7S threes not power on, and uh, found out it was one of my. Guys actually plugged in the wrong power source into it because we were using a dummy battery setup oh. hooked up to a V-mount battery, and he had the wrong adapter cable between the two and fried it. Brand new camera, never been, never been used. So we were on site, and um, we had brought another A7 III. We had two A7S threes and then an A7 III we were going to shoot BTS with. So we quickly commandeered the BTS camera and put it on the, the as a second camera. So we didn't get the BTS we wanted, but the client didn't even know anything happened. You know, you just kind of deal with it and, and, uh, you know, make a big deal out of it. And they did had no idea. So, and then of course we had to spend a little extra time color correcting and post because, uh, you know, S Cinetone on the A7S3 doesn't match anything on the A7 III. So, but sure. Nice to have that extra camera. I would have switched everything over to S log. Like, Hey, we doing S log three. We do. I, I'm gonna tell you too. I had that same thing happen to me. Are you a Sony Pro member? Yes. Okay. In fact, okay. we sent that off, yep. and Sony didn't ask any questions, yep. and I didn't tell them what happened. Yep. And they, they gave me the whatever. They fixed it. It was fried. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't power on, and uh, they fixed it for free. That Sony Pro membership is amazing. Ninety nine bucks. Yep. They pay for shipping both directions, mm-hmm. and it's like overnight. They, they gave you three cleanings a year free and um, 20% off warranty work. So I've already used the warranty on a couple other things that were broken and um, used the cleaning. I sent that big lens that I'm got for sale on eBay, Mm -hmm. sent it off to get clean for free. They paid for shipping both directions and it's like a no brainer. So for those of you who don't know, if you own a certain amount of Sony cameras, I believe it's two or three of a certain Two bodies level. and a pro lens. Yep. Okay. I so I think it has to be like an A7 III or above. I don't think it, mm-hmm. I can't remember, but it's $99 a year. Um, it's perfect. You could, if you got Sony's, you want it. If anything happened, they'll send you out a, I think they send you out a box or a label and it's like quick, like overnight. Like I, I had the same thing happen where I fried my A7S III. I fried it on Monday. I had a brand new one or I, they fixed it and I had it back to me by like Thursday. Like yeah. it was crazy fast. And if they can't fix it, like in a day or two, they send you another one to to hold you yeah. over. And you also get access to a certain. I don't know. Have you ever used the loaner program? No. So you there's a loaner program where you can request up to a certain amount of lenses and bodies per year. So you can say, "Hey, I want to try the new A9. Send me one out." They'll send you one out for like a week for free, and you can play around with it and then wow. send it back. Hey, I want to try the seventy to two hundred. They'll send you one out for free. And, and you can play a around. Membership is paid for. <laughs> you said it's a gold <laughs> membership paid for. <laughs> hey, they need that's a great. I had no idea. I'll check that out. Because I did a lot of camera like the back in the day. Uh, there's a 
I, I had a shoot for Dallas Cowboys, and that's how I got my hands on the A9. I I had requested one to take with me, and then I bought the A7 III that same day. So I got to shoot the A9, and I had the A7 uh, III. It was an A7, um, yeah, 3R, R3, I mean. And I had an A6500, and I shot with all three at the game just to kind of show, you know, am I able to get professional pictures with an A6500? And it was pretty dope. So back to some of your other your other uh, points you had earlier, Ty, is uh, about the gear. And I will totally admit being a computer nerd and gear lover, you know, gas syndrome, right? Gear acquisition syndrome. And, um, man, it's a bad. But I think I've broken it because I'm looking at those new A7-4s out, and I've got a couple A7-3s and a couple A7-S3s. And I look at it going, yeah, they'd be nice, but is it going to get me a dollar's worth more business? Nope. It's not. I could put that money into marketing and website development and that's where I'm going to make the money. The cameras I have now are working. Yeah, they're a couple years old, but not not the A7S3s, but the A7S3s. <clears throat> but um, so I think I'm overcoming it. It's hard. <laughs> how many, I want like add the card. Add the card. That's what I want to do so bad. But we need to come up with like a how many days like sober. Like how many days sober? Because yeah. like I, I felt like that about the FX3 when the FX3 dropped. I'm like, oh, I want that. And even though in all the reviews they were like, it's the exact same camera as the A7S3, yeah. but it's just in a better design. I'm like, I want it. You know, and I done bought the I bought the XLR handles and everything for the A7S3. So it's I literally and I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna do it. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah. It is what it is. Like I'm not gonna do it. But it's hard. It's it's rough. It's I'm not gonna lie. Like the more I watch the DJI uh what Ronin 4D, I like it. I like it. I just I don't have a use for it. Like I I already have the Ronin. Like the latest. I just don't have use for it. Now I am waiting to see what Black Magic does because I I'm I'm getting ready to shoot once. Um, maybe later this year, I'm getting ready to shoot a web series. Um, and I would love the black magic look, but I'm waiting to see what they dropped. I don't know if you've been watching, but they they just came out with a bunch of price drops on all of their, their gear, all their, uh, not camera wise, but price drops on all of their, uh, control panels. So they just dropped like two, $300 off a few of them. Like the one I like is the color panel. They just dropped some money off of that. But I, uh, you know. I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I, I can't wait to see. I'm over here uh, breaking in my new <clears throat> MacBook Pro, which I had to pull the trigger on that because that helps me. That's that's actually functional. I need to edit videos faster. So that that's a must. Um, go for it, Roddy. Well, there's a few things that you touched on that uh, I'll just say that I, I am a testament to what you should and should not do. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, we can talk about cameras later as far as like redundancy goes and not having to buy the latest gear and have a bad case of gas and uh, wanting to get the latest and greatest. <laughs> but I, I want to say right now, redundancy, redundancy, redundancy. In case you didn't hear me, redundancy, redundancy. Uh, a few folks in here may know the story. Uh, I love you, babe. Just no no shade. Oh, so, um, thank this you. Is a story about Appreciate you. Know, it. Shut lo- up. Lo- love you back, man. It's <laughs> the first time on air somebody... <laughs> said it so i'm love right here man that love bro you know <laughs> so the problem here's the situation so try to make it quick um mrs and i got a project via thumbtack to work with a guest speaker that was going to be speaking to a room of engineers i think it was for like the national society of engineers 
And so doing a, um, a gig in the hotel, we know lighting in the hotel conference rooms is never the best. Mm-hmm. So we made do with that, try to set as best as we could. Uh, at that time, our audio setup had always worked for us for the most part, which was a little device made by Apple. And uh, we just basically plugged in the, <laughs> drop the name. Plugged in a lab, okay. <laughs> plugged the lab into that and clipped that to the the client. And we've always been good with it. Okay, pause. Let me start right there. Because we, yeah. I, I want you to tell the audience what you were using. I think it's important that they know that you were able to create high quality content while using this device to, to capture oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I, so yeah, we up until then, I, we had always been using, um, I, we, so we had got like the Rode mics, Rode Lab mics that we got off of Amazon. I think it was like 70 bucks or something like that, 50 to 70 bucks. But I'd always like plug it into my iPhone and then connect that to the client, tell them to put it in their pocket and turn it off and never had an issue with audio. Nobody ever complained about the quality, yep. ever. So before, ever. before you guys run out ever. thinking you got to have the super wireless go mount road connector sound devices, you don't. You need a really good yep. live mic and a cell phone you to get started. Especially sense. if you start now, you, you just use what you got. Yep. Figure a way to MacGyver what you've got. Yep. It works. So we go through the same process, you know, same ritual that we normally do. We go on there, got the, the client and everything set up. You know, we look, you know, talk to them. Hey, test, 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 play it back. Cool. Send them off on their way. And so we had a two camera setup. She's man on one camera, I'm man on the other. It's about maybe an hour or two long um, speech that they were doing and little entertainment thing. So once we finished, we went out into the hallway. We did a, a data dump and start looking at the footage. And wait, what's that? What happened? And we're looking at the camera. I mean, looking at the screen on the computer. And next thing you know, we're like, no, 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 turn the volume up real quick. And lo and behold, no freaking audio for the whole presentation for the whole oh, speech. Geez. Yeah. And this is why we're reviewing all the footage with the client. Hmm. Right there. In front right, of us. right in front of them. Just right in front of the client. And so the missus, because she's the one that was doing the audio, she looked like she had just seen a ghost, went straight white and just pale. And said, I, wait, wait, no, let me trip. And she just looked and just started bawling and crying. It was just, a, she had almost like a panic attack almost. And so she lost it. I was like, look, don't worry about it. We're going to figure a way. And first I told her, first of all, babe, we got this. We'll be cool to the client. Don't worry about it. We got you a refund, 100%. I said, let us look at a few things here real quick, and we'll figure a way to be able to salvage this footage. And we ended up doing like a sizzle video reel form um, from that. And we actually ended up getting the president of the National Society of Engineers to come out and do a quick testimonial for him as well for the guest speaker and got that off to the guy and he was happy and good to go. Just kind of sucked. It didn't happen the way we wanted it to, to give him like the whole presentation, but it is what it is. Uh, So after that, we vowed never to ever put ourselves in that position again. So we went out and no longer use our Apple device (laughs) for audio because we graduated and went and got a shotgun slash boom mic and then we, I think it was the Movo Wireless, where you got the two transmitters and one uh, receiver for the wireless mic. Then in addition to that, we also got the H4, the Zoom H4n Pro as a backup. And so since then, no issues. And yes, I did tell the missus she's going to get right back on that horse and you're going to be the one in control of audio in the next project we do, which she did. She was scared as heck about it, but she got the confidence back and we haven't had a problem since. Yeah. Redundancy. Redundancy is everything. Redundancy is everything. You don't you do, you, listen. I'm, 
Some of y'all got to touch the stove to realize that it's hot. And it's going to be a few of y'all that's like, oh, well, yeah. and then you're going to have the biggest client in your life and you're going to mess up and do something and they're going to be like, get out of here. They're going to be swinging at you because you don't have something right or something dies in the middle of a shoot. Go for it, Brandon. Yep. I was just going to say with a question on that one then. Um, so at the moment, I'm using a Rode VideoMic Pro Plus on camera as a shotgun backup, and then a Rode NTG4 Plus hooked uh, up to a Zoom H4M Pro as like my main audio. Absolutely love how that sounds. Uh, but I don't have like a lav mic setup system in place at the moment. So wouldn't you say suggest getting a lav mic and then throwing it into like a phone as just an extra backup? Or like, like what's a good way to go about that? So I, I personally, I do a three mic system. Right. I usually do a three mic system. It's just me. I like a boom mic overhead. I like a lav mic on the shirt shirt or tucked. And then I have a shotgun mic pointed at my, my client. I'm that's just me. Like I, I I audio is huge. I can make a story with just audio. I can't make a story with just video. So so I go at the extra length for audio more than video. That's just I just know what it's like to have a crackle or a buzz or a hiss or something in your audio when you sit back at the computer and you're like, what in the world? And I got to use RX or use all these applications to try to fix it. And you can have you can have an an 8K HDR image of a lion in the jungle. But if the if if it go to like growl and it sounds bad, you can just throw it out the window like. You know what I'm saying? Like if it go to ro- to roar and it's like rare, you could just like it, like all of your image quality is just gone. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how pretty it is. Like you can have water dripping off the, the, the you know what I'm saying? Like it can be perfect in a waterfall with, a, you know what I'm saying? You can have a mermaid behind it. And, and if the water, if the, if the lion go to growl and it's just like, rawr, you like, what am I watching here? So let me, I'm going to tell you where, <laughs> what show really made me realize audio is everything. And I, and I've mentioned it before a lot of you people who, I don't know if you ever watched the first 48. So the first 48 is a crime documentary show where they document, um, detectives, um, within the first 48 hours of them reporting to a crime. And often they have, Nothing but audio like they're showing like when they get certain places and they don't want cameras in people's faces like real real um, witnesses and things like that. They will show a dirty shoe by a drain and the audio will be there and you will be all in staring at this dirty shoe for 20 minutes like, you know, what I mean, <laughs> they they do be B rolls so well and, you, and you're so like into the story it's not even funny and they're showing you just like a leaf that's hanging on by a thread on a raggedy rusted fence and you're like so so i noticed like man i didn't even i didn't even care what i watched that or like dateline literally takes all of the audio from the dateline like crime dramas and literally make a podcast out of it and you get to see nothing however you still enjoy it just as much as watching like the Dateline episodes and there's no video. And they'll be like, as you can see, this red truck entered the camera and you sitting there like Stevie Wonder, like I can't see nothing, but you know what I'm saying? I hear it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you sitting there like, 
on your on the podcast enjoying it like crazy like so audio is king people think people think you know video is king but audio is king so i make sure i'm triple audioed up and then you know i i just do a three mic setup so if you don't have the laugh use a wider angle lens if you're if you're capturing subject point a shotgun at them and then maybe boom above boom pole above you know, or I like to have a combination. I like to do laugh for me, but I've had times where I've had a, had a laugh mic and people doing all of this and all that rubbing and I got to go to the booth. So I just, I, for me, I'm doing three ways of audio. Um, so, so with that three ways, are you normally using like the laugh as the one you actually put into your video, then the boom is the first backup and then the on cap like the shotgun is the, like second backup? To be honest. normally sort of go with it or do you go with the, the boom? So to be honest with you, there's two things. One, it depends who has the the lowest uh, noise floor. That's one. Two, I'm usually mixing a combination of the two because my boom mic is usually getting better basses. My lav mic is sometimes getting better highs. So it depends on the environment and the voice type or tone. So I'm usually mixing a few. Like I'm I'm rarely using just one and keeping them as backup. I may mix them and if one got to go out and come back, you know what I mean? I may do that, but I'm usually it's a combination of two or three. And you'll get really good audio out of it. So I'm never that way cuz if you're using one and one is a backup and it completely changes, it's noticeable. You know, if you go from a like man cuz boom poles are you're going to have a bigger microphone, you'll get better quality. And if it goes from that better quality to a hollow lav mic and then back, to, it's noticeable. But if you mix it and you got to fade one out and fade one in, it's not as noticeable. So that's how I usually do it. Another thing, too, I'm also recording these these different lines of audio into different devices. You don't want to have everything going to one um you know, one Zoom device and the batteries die and you got three microphones that's just out of there. I'm usually going one into the camera, one into a Zoom device, or maybe two into a Zoom device, but I'm usually putting them in three different places. If I'm running dual camera, I like to run audio into dual each camera and then a separate device. So laugh, um, laugh, boom, good, great question, what three agreeing? I'm usually running a laugh mic on you, a boom mic over you, and a shotgun mic at you. You're surrounded. Come out with your hands up. So that's how I usually do it. Go for it, Marcus. What do you think about the uh, Hosa double cable? Go into one, one into a shotgun, one into a laugh, where you left and right. What do you think about it? What are you plugging it into? Straight camera. Nope. I'm going to tell you why. Because you can't adjust. you can't adjust each one individually. Let's say your shotgun picks up way louder than your laugh. Are you going to clip one to un- to get one right? So you can't you can't adjust. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't adjust your levels correctly. Because and and I, and like even when I interview two people, right? And I do that. What if I got one that's really loud and one that's really soft? I can't adjust it. I could try to put it in the middle in hopes that they don't clip and they aren't too low. So I, for for maximum flexibility. If I got two cameras, if I'm doing it that way, I'd rather run it into two cameras where I can adjust the audio accordingly or at least have it go into a device where I can I can isolate the channels and then adjust the channels accordingly. You know what I mean? So I, if if I get to choose it, that's the way I'm going to do I'd rather do it. 
Because what happens if you get feedback on one side? You know what I mean? Like, and it's going to your camera and it's, okay, yeah, you could go in and disable the right channel and just get the left channel. But, you know what I mean? I, I just, I don't, I, I want separate channels. Definitely. So in this, right, if, if we did use this, right, mm -hmm. say on one camera and you use the lav, but then you have the boom. So I use this at one point to give like super redundancy. Um, I used it one time with a client where I had my shotgun on my B camera uh, on there. I had the B camera with the lav. Then I had my A camera with another shotgun. Then I had a boom going up. Mm -hmm. and, and then they had the lapel on them as well. And I had uh, the boom going over top uh, connected to the zoom. So it was either way. I had the full coverage, but I saw this and I thought it was pretty dope. And the audio didn't crack on me um, when I when I checked it out. It seemed pretty decent, um, but I did see the pitches and I was able to, you know, correspond that with it. But I liked it, my personal. Because I'm going to tell you, I've had situations where I've, I was in the middle of an interview. I got audio going to three different places and I had a camera die. Now, while editing, I got a camera die. It was, oh, battery dead, switched the battery out. It may have taken me three seconds, but because I still had consistent audio, I can throw B-roll there. You know what I mean? I can throw a B-roll shot. While really the camera died, I'm flipping batteries, get it back on. You know what I'm saying? So I've been in that situation before. And if, if all of that audio is coming to one camera, everything is going down with that camera. You know what I mean? So I like to separate my audio sources if possible. If possible, I like to I like to run them separate just to just to see why. And like I said, a lot of people, it's cool if you got, you know, a zoom or something like that. It's built to kind of be th those devices rarely die on you because they're built to just handle that one thing. So if you want to run two channels in that, then yes, H6 is a beast. I want something with float 32. Absolutely. So float float 32. We talked about it a little bit last week. It's kind of like a raw audio, but it's you can't um, it, you can't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not peak. I'm looking for uh. You can't you can't go can't back. Blow out. You can't blow can't out. Blow yeah, audio? yeah. You can't blow out your audio. You can always you can edit it in post. You can capture it one way and to a certain extent and edit it in post. You're only limited by the mic type you have. Uh, somebody asked a question about. I know I mentioned the MacBook. Somebody asked a question about the configuration that I went with. I went with the uh 16 inch um. M1 Max chip, um, 64 gigs of RAM, and a four terabyte hard drive. And it is absolutely ridiculously crazy, stupid fast. Like it is, I, I had a MacBook, I, I, I had a system that was dying. So I went and bought like a bridge MacBook Pro, which was like a 2019 just to get me by. Like it wasn't like specced out with RAM and all of that, like just to make it that I'm a, you know, resale. And when I say it is running circles around that thing, like it is, it is unbelievably smooth with any footage I throw at it, like raw footage. I mean, it is just, it's, it's crazy. Like Apple put their foot in this one. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're, if you're thinking about, you know, Hey, it's time to do an upgrade. I can't tell you no to that one. Cause it is going through footage like butter. And I did it. I, I, even like, I'll give you an example. Anybody's used DaVinci Resolve. If you ever use the, um, there is a plug-in to like beautify the face. You pop it on, it'll attach to the face and then it'll track it. 
on my old system, it's like 1%, 2%, 3%. Like on this mug, it was like, zoop, ready, play it. Like, wait, what? I went to like, I was getting ready to, I, I had put it on and I was getting ready to go get some coffee and I hit track. And like, by the time I grabbed my cup and looked back, it was like done. I'm like, whoa, like really? Like, well, let me push play. And just like, it was, it's, I'm telling you, it's nuts. Um, everything that you're hearing about them is absolutely true. They are, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't, I don't, I don't even. The M1 microchip? Yeah. The M1 Max and the M1 Pro. Yeah. It's absolutely. I mean, even the M1 is great, but. This MacBook Pro is absolutely, it's nuts. Apple's going, that's why they're back ordered. Like, it's nuts. I'll just say that. For, for, for If you're looking at, like, if you edit a lot and you need a workhorse and, like, there's a plugin that I, I like to use um, called Bright to create animation. And my old Intel Mac would just be sluggish. Anybody who watched Master Course 1, I used some animation. I think it was John versus Paul. I wanted to put more animation in it. But the system was just slow. It was just like, you know what I mean? It'd take forever to render it. Man, this mug, I can drop it in, change all the parameters and just play. And it'll just play it like, hey, how you doing? So it's, it's I'm telling you, like, it is, it is, uh, it's ridiculous. Like, the the M1 Max is, it's ridiculous, bro. I, I, you know, I know I just preach don't get no gear, but this right here, listen, we have to make exceptions sometime. And this right here is the exception. This will help you, you know, edit faster and do all of that stuff. Like there is sometimes there's an exception, but this is it if you got to. So I just want to put that out there. Or if you got an old system, jump on a um, Mac Mini. Jump on a Mac Mini for five ninety nine. Get in the game. It's with the M1 processor. It's I'm, I'm running. This is I'm using a Mac Mini right now. I did a lot of editing on a Mac, my Mac Mini, and it ran circles around my. My, my previous laptop, which was an i9. It was, so the Mac Mini M1 is, if you want to get in the game and you don't want to spend a lot, get you a Mac Mini, um, throw you a monitor on it, keyboard, mouse, and you will, you'd be surprised what you can get out of it. It is absolutely nice. It has my seal of approval. I, I'm big on having the horsepower to, to do what you need to do. Um, cause a lot of people want 8k, 4k, all this great. They want to raw and, and log and, and all this add 50 LUTs and, but they don't have the horsepower and computer wise to do it. And it costs you, you know, you're there for an extra five hours trying to wait for a render. It's, uh, that's, I don't like that. So if you have a system that can handle it and you can just knock it out and make changes, especially for me, when I deal with clients that want revisions, right? I like to knock them out while it's fresh on my mind. Boop, 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 let's go. There you go. And and if I'm sitting there waiting on something to render and waiting to see how it looks before I, that's where my bottleneck is. So I like it. So there you go. Um, I'll make sure I had any other questions that popped up. We talked about redundancy. We talked about just some of the things, uh, you know, you need to be mindful of when you go into this business or go into the business of video production. We're going to talk about the myths of photography next next video but right now it's just a lot of stuff that you may have heard about video production that's not always true and it's important that you you know you prepare yourself mentally and i, I listen one thing i want to I, I like to make sure i triple down on is where you need to be mentally to go in this direction right i always when i was younger and i saw people who were successful i always wonder like where are they mentally like what are they what are their thoughts like what are they going through like what's going on in their head you know, to be in that situation. When I see somebody in their Bentley, I'm like, what is it like to be in your Bentley, right? Like, what is it like to just be like, oh, 
This is a Bentley. I might stop at a red light if I feel like it. If not, I can afford to go through it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I always wonder about the, the mental mind state of people who are successful, right? Um, so to get there, you have to change how you think, right? And, and, and something I tell people all the time, all the greats have one thing in common, and that's their ability to focus, right? That's their ability to take the idea that they have in their head and put it into action and implement it and focus on what they need to focus on to make it happen. Everybody can talk about success and talk about, yo, we, you know, I want to, and I want to get 20 clients, but to, to have the ability to focus on what it takes to get it done is what makes you special. That's right. And dope punching people. So I gotta, if, if I don't share that part of my journey, I would, I would be lying to you guys. I would be telling you guys lies if I didn't express how important or how much I, I focused on the mental side of going into business because it's rough. Go ahead, Rodney. I don't know why you get your hand up. You can just jump in. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Just respect, man. I'm just respecting you. That's all. It's, okay, it's your house. You. I feel you. know, trying to be respectful. Yeah, I feel you. When I come in here and, you know, take your ball points. But you're right. You're sorry, right. I was, it was Terry Tate re- reference. We'll, we'll leave that alone. Oh, man. I know. That's my guy. Go ahead. All right. So. What, so something you mentioned, man, scary just good. now in S- regards. <laughs> scary. Good. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Something <sighs> you mentioned earlier, uh, just now referencing uh, mindset and gear and not needing the latest and the greatest. Uh, I, I will say this. Uh, I'm glad we didn't have the, the, the resources to get all the gear we wanted to and needed to in the beginning because it forced us to use what we had. Granted, and still, and I'm just gonna be real with everybody, I I still have imposter syndrome sometimes today. Do I belong here? Uh, Am I good enough? Can I compete with these folks? And, you know, sometimes you just gotta go back and like, look, no, look where you've been, look how far you've come, and look what you do, look who you help, look who you serve. So get get out of your own head. But one of the things that, uh, do you need to go back? Yeah, go ahead. I'll turn off the, I'll turn off the camera. Go ahead. Um, so one of the things, you know, we ended up having to do, go ahead, you're good, is well, first 48 using moment. what we, yeah, so yeah, so that's the unicorn. I, I really am married. She She's just invisible, but she's walking by. Um, so oh, one of the things I had to end up doing was just learning the skill sets on the creative side with what we had, and that was an iPhone, iPhone 10, which actually this one right here. And I'm glad we got, I'm glad we were kind of pushed into that corner. We ended up graduating from that to uh, Rebel T6, and then we ended up graduating from there. Still got the T6 as a backup, but we got two ADDs, and we just use those as our workhorses. Nobody has ever asked, and this, this, you've preached this I don't know how many times, Ty. Nobody's going to ask you if you got 4K. Nobody's going to ask you what resolution you're filming in and what camera do you have. I got more looks when I was using this iPhone in the um, the, uh, the cinema robot from Free Fly Systems, I got more looks, people asking, what is that? That looks so cool that you're actually filming with that. But they never asked about the quality. And people have the time <laughs> can't tell the video is actually on a cell phone anyway. But I, I would just encourage people to, one, believe in yourself. Number one, get around the right group of people. And thankfully, because when I ended up finding you because the, the creative thing was like going in the right direction. We just didn't have the guidance on the business savvy. That, that's where the business acumen was where we were lacking at. 
And that's why I'm glad we came here. Cause there's a few things I was answering here. Someone was like, you know, Hey, is the contract pack worth it? You know, does anybody here have it? I'm like, we use it on every single job. I don't care what it is. Every single job. There's at least one of your contracts, if not at minimum two that we use every single job that we do. But just, I would encourage folks just to make sure, just get around the right group of people and the right group, the right mindset of people too. Um, you can do it. You don't need to have the latest and the greatest. Yeah. I want to have a red. Yeah. I want to have some black magic cameras, you know, but am I, able to do what a client needs not what i want to do and what i need but what the client needs with what we've got and can we even over deliver with what we've got for what they need and the answer is usually yes that, has been that, yes. when you put the client first you'll start making decisions to help make you more appealing to clients and you'll start closing more sales and getting more money then you go buy what you want go for it go for it jim we got his hand up let me wait jim to get the hand up well i was just gonna tell you rodney i mean that's, I think it makes you a better cameraman. It makes you a better person by not having all the nicest stuff and you're honing your craft as you're moving along. I know, I mean, cause we're just, just over two years old. We started with a drone and um, Samsung notes and we had the little, it was right when the, what is it? The Ronin mobile two gimbal came out. Mm-hmm. So we had two of those. That was our big purchase. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. My question to you, though, was two years ago, how long was your beard? There? Okay. Okay. About there? Okay. I'm just checking. I got to I'm getting there. I'll see you in two years. I'll see you in two years. <laughs> oh, I cut it off in here, though, because I got to, I'm, I'm getting long right now. <laughs> so, no, it's, you it, it just appreciate it so much more. And the thing is, is you know that you can, that you'll be able to do it. I mean, it's, it's crazy that you don't have to have, like you said, a red or anything. It's so much fun to be able to just get out there and create and then bring people's visions to life. I just, I'm sorry. I I get excited about it. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. I love it. Cause I'm going to tell you, let me tell you the process or at least what it was for me. Right. I, I sold, I bought a lot of stuff while I was working in corporate America because I had a, you know, I was, I had a decent job as a content creator. It was, you know, close to six figures. Um, and I bought all the gear I want. And when I went into business thinking I got all this gear, I got, I got my portfolio, literally, let me be, tell you what my mindset was. My portfolio, I literally have pictures of presidents. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? On my portfolio, I have the past two presidents. Like I am, if you're not hiring me, who are you hiring? And I didn't, I didn't focus on the, the marketing side. So I jumped off and I had that dip and I started selling gear, selling gear to make ends meet. And then I was thinking like, man, and I got down to where I didn't have a lot of gear and I started putting that money into marketing. I started learning about thumbtack and stuff like that. And that's when my business took off. I'm like, I had all the gear in the world. I had a, the, the dopest portfolio set the music you can make you know what i'm saying before i understood you know the marketing the marketing side of it and and it and it did nothing for me it did absolutely nothing for me until i started to learn about you know niching down and I, I, listen i paid um i paid a mentor a whole lot of money to tell me to do less and i was like i was like nah you can't be what what am i spending money for bro you you out of it went to another guy he said i go to your website but i don't know what you're doing i don't know who you're talking to like I don't know. You, you do everything. So when I when I when I started hearing that from two different people, I started to do it and things started opening up and then you'll start to 
based off what your clients are telling you, you'll start to realize that even though you made a bunch of dumb, you know, um, equipment purchases, right? If you decide I want to do oil changes, why you got equipment to do transmissions? I just wanted it. It was cool for the shop. The shop needs, you know, all this. We need a, you don't need that. You need exactly what you need to do oil changes. You don't need a lift. You need a hole in the ground so y'all can go down there. Like, so as you start working with clients, you'll realize what equipment is valuable to them. That's the equipment you should buy. Not all this. Some of y'all got sliders and for what? You got gimbals for what? Drones for what? All your clients is indoors. Y'all got drones for what? Just to have it. So you'll start to buy stuff that fit your clientele, your niche, who you're working with. And you'll start to make better purchases. And then you're going to get to the point. Look at this drone up there. Then you're going to get to the point where, and you're going to get here. You're going to get here. You're going to get to the point where the profits start getting real good. And it's not a matter of if you can afford it. It's just, do should you, is it a smart purchase? You know, there are five cameras that dropped in the past two weeks. Do I want them all? Absolutely. Will they benefit me? Nope. Not at all. I want them all. I want the A7 III. I want the Ronin 4D. I want the little Action 2 that just dropped. I want the Hero 10. I don't even know where I'm going to put it. My last hero is a prop right here. And it's just a prop that I don't even, I just, I don't even have a situation to crash it to get good footage. Like, I just don't, for what? You know what I mean? So you, you'll start to realize, like, a lot of this stuff that I want, I just want it. It doesn't really provide any value to what I'm trying to do. And that $600, $6,000, depending on what, you know, the, the, the 4D is $799. I can put that into the business in other ways. That's a, that's a truck. That's a van for some. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can do other things with that than to have a little bit smoother footage when 90% of my clients I'm shooting on tripods. You know what I'm saying? So it's not the best decision all the time. And you'll, you'll realize that money management is something that's not taught a lot, but this will relate you. This will start to pour over into your real life. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want a 8k HDR TV, but I got a TV already. I don't, it's nothing wrong with it. It's not 8K, but this I don't I don't care what it can be four hundred dollars on Black Friday. Like so what? It's there's no reason to get it. You have to be smarter with you know smarter with your money. Go for it, Brandon. I was just gonna say I'll uh, I'll throw myself under under the bus a bit with that one. Um, I mean you know cause I know that realistically the smaller file sizes are more important and uh, for the you know, faster web and stuff. But it didn't you know I still went out and got one of these the other day just because. <laughs> You know, I wanted it, so ended up getting an S3. Do I need it? No, definitely not. But I wanted to have 10 bit. Everyone raves about it, and even though it was quite probably will never tell the difference. Yeah, I threw my money at it. But in saying that, I did also then go and pick up Resolve Studio as well, so I can actually edit the footage as well as uh, picked up a course directly on color grading from another sort of smaller, lesser known YouTuber. Um, to try and actually learn how to use this camera properly and actually get the most out of it. So I guess I wanted to throw more money into the body, but also into the back end to learn how to get the most out of it. How, how did you feel when you have to buy memory cards for that thing? Oh, man. So I <laughs> ended up, the, the company that I ordered this through, I ended up uh, going back and forth with them. And because I'd done a lot of orders through them over the past few weeks, doing my lighting setup and all that sort of stuff, 
Uh, they actually gave me a discount on the body, and they included a uh, 80 gig top card for free. That's nice. But yeah, I mean, because being out in Australia, that card alone for 80 gigs is uh, three hundred and eighty dollars yeah. Australian. Yeah, that, that I was uh, <laughs> man, I was mad when I had to spend another four hundred dollars for memory after I got it. And listen, we all have a camera that we want, right? And that's cool. Set it as your goal camera. I'm not saying don't get the camera you want. I'm saying don't put it before your business. If you get the business, if you like, man, if I close, if I make this amount of money in this amount of time, then I'm going to go get my camera. Like, I'm not saying don't ever do it, but at least at least make sure you put it at the end of the rainbow. Like, make it a goal. Not to just be able to have the money to buy it, but can you really afford it? And that's fine. Like, you know, a lot of, one thing I learned by reading a lot of books on CEOs is, they spend a lot of leisure time. They reward themselves with things to keep a clear mind to, you know, they set goals. And once they reach those goals, Hey, I'm gonna go play some golf. You know what I mean? You can set your things up like that with your business in your life. You can reward yourself. I do that with TV. I don't watch a lot of TV, but if I get, you know, three or four items done that I need to get done, then I'll go watch an episode of whatever. Like it's some stuff. I really, I got a, a list on uh, that. I really want to watch and really want to get to, I want to get to season three of you. I want to, you know, do a lot of kind of stuff, but I have to do it in a way where I'm rewarding myself for it. And sometimes, man, it's just a camera. Sometimes there's a camera you want and it'll put enough fire under your butt to go and do what you need to do to get it. Hey, I'm a, I'm a call a hundred clients a week. I'm a close this many sales. I'm a, you know, I'm a do this. I'm a finish my website by Friday. And so I can, so, you know, you want to make sure that you know, it's if you want these things, it's great. And you, I, I don't you don't have to have always have to have justification as to why you want it. But just attach it to a goal. Don't get it. And you ain't did what you're supposed to do. You know, what I mean, attach it to a goal. I like the fact that you say, hey, yeah, yeah, I want a 10 bit, but I also want the responsibility that comes with 10 bit. So I'm gonna learn how to I'm gonna learn how to grade my footage. So I'm gonna learn how to get better uh you know the in quality of the footage is better it, you i'm gonna invest in this but i'm also going to invest in this that's so important yeah it's like i suppose like to add to that you know before going out and getting that after you know watching you guys and listening to you guys so you know i got my niche down through the exact team exactly what i want to do i got my logo done through 99 designs that was an interesting process to say at least um and yeah that was fun good ideas out of that that i wouldn't have expected any other way uh, I just got a text message to say that my copy is finished. So I've just received my final copy back for everything. Uh, the web designer has a couple of days left for delivery now. So there's a lot of like other little things that have been going into it before that point. It was just, you know what? I've done all this. Let's just have a bit of fun with it and yeah, enjoy actually filming, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I can't speak enough about the camera. It's, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, it is. Oh, man, it, it is night vision. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, vision it's one of my all-time favorite cameras. There's a few cameras that change, like, things for me. It's one of my all-time favorites. I put it up there with the 5D Mark II. 5D Mark II was, man, that mug was, it was like having superpowers when they dropped. You're talking about the 6500? No, the 5D, the, the Canon 5D Mark II. No, what was the one that you would put up there with it? Oh, uh, the A7S three. Oh, okay, okay. Now, when it comes to... APS-C, um, I'm going A6500. It's a few cameras that was just the, the Blackmagic Pocket 4K. When that mug dropped, it was a wrap. A few cameras that I just, for me, that were just like, man, like it was, if I can go back and just have them all on the shelf, 
I would just have them all on the shelf. Like they've they've paid for houses. Go for it, Brandon. If you don't mind me asking them, what is it about the A7S three that you love so much? And is there anywhere in particular that you would recommend me going? Because I don't have a problem with you know putting money into learning how to specifically get the most out of you know bodies or lighting and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, like what is the, the part for you, and where would you sort of recommend looking for more info on it? Um, more info is tough. It's tough. Um, specifically for the A7S three, it's, it's tough. The thing that I like about it is the flexibility. How it just it 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 takes out so many cameras that I usually would have, you know, different needs for because the autofocus is so good because it's so flexible, it's so small. I remember I had a I did a shoot with um a Ursa, a Ursa Mini. And I'm, you know, and I'm just like, man, like I love the camera, I love the look, but it just requires so much lighting. It require it was just such a heavy camera like my bags were so big and you get this little thing and I'm just like, ploop plop you know what i'm saying and it's just like locking on it was just per like it's just perfect and the flexibility is perfect just in internal codecs like file format i may not like i can shoot prores raw but i may not want to i may want to shoot an 8-bit 1080p file sometimes for a certain type of client and if i want to shoot that i got it right there you know what I mean? Or I can go all the way to ProRes Raw. And so I have the flexibility. The low light is absolutely freaking ridiculous. Like it'll take the cheapest lights and make them do wonders because the low light capability is so great um, without a lot of noise. And it's just, it's literally night vision. Like people don't understand. You can take an A7S uh, three, go out and pitch black and, and look at that screen and see way better than your eye can see. Like it's like it's like legit, it's magic. Legit last night I went into my bedroom, closed the door so it was pitch black, cranked the ISO like to its like max range, and could straight up see everything I, in my room. It was it's crazy. like that. Like if I was the military, I would have people walking around with A7S threes like glued to their head at night, like because I don't know what's in the technology, but. It'll make a like 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 it, you can overexpose. You can blow out a scene that's lit by by moonlight. You can blow out a scene like, wow, I got to turn it down. It is. I'm I'm telling you, like it is absolutely ridiculous on on low light. Like I don't know what they're doing, but so you're saying that if you have the choice between the Blackmagic 4K pocket cinema camera and the A7S3, regardless of the price. Be careful, Jim's watching. You can invest into the A7S3. Jim's Jim's watching you. We watch Jim. Where's Jim's hands at? Um, for me, A7S3 for sure. And I look look at the A7 III right now. Like the A7 III is dope too. Hmm. I I just for me, when I played with the A7S3, everything was up for sale. I sold everything. Everything was like I got to go. Everything. Can you get a similar similar look out of it? A similar look out of the A7S3, like you can on a Black Magic. Um, out of camera, can you? Out of camera, directly, no. With work, yes. Okay. I, I, so, it's all about color science, right? The Black yes, Magics yes. to me look more cinematic. They right. look more right. cinematic. Like if you want the movie look, if you want it to look like it's. Steven Spielberg is behind it, and it's just you know it's just that movie look like the the Black Magic's all day. Can you get that with a Sony? Yes, but it's gonna take some work. 
the thing I like about, I mean, I think they're all good cameras. Absolutely. Every one of the cameras that everybody's talking about do phenomenal jobs. It's just how you, how you utilize the tool that you're given. And I know like, for instance, I just, we just added another editing station here and one of our guys was working at it uh, yesterday and he said, you know, it was amazing. I, I never realized how important it was to us to use. And this is just an example of a benefit of a, of a black magic. And, and that was the 6K because he said, he showed me this video he was editing and he said, you see all those last three clips? And I said, yeah. And he's like, that was one camera. Yeah. And he said, because he was able to zoom in and still retain 4K quality, but each one looked like it was from a different angle or a different and all he did was zoom or add a little movement or something. And it's, you had no idea, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's learning to be the best at your craft that you can be with the tools that you have in your hands. Plus be you raw. You do, you give freaking Ty one of those old cameras that they used to give away at weddings that you wound up at the table. They don't know about He'd that. You freaking probably kill it. It's over here. They don't know about them. They don't know. About oh, them. we know about that. Those- <laughs> No. The viewers don't. They don't know about that. You don't know about that. You don't know that. Don't lie. Don't lie. They don't know about the the, uh, the flash that had to flip and then you throw it away and put it up. They don't know about that. Um, y- y- you know, I, I think the thing that a lot of people have to understand is when you get a camera, you have to learn that sensor. Like, you have to get comfortable right. with how to... Right. And it's hard to do when you jump from color science to color science. Like, it takes time to master color science. Like, it just takes time. Certain cameras work well in certain situations. I've had cameras that I can get in mixed lighting, and it looks like crap. I have cameras I can put in mixed lighting, and you're like, wow. Like, how are you able to get a well-balanced image, and you got a purple fluorescent and a green fluorescent? Like, but it's just, it takes you understanding and learning that camera um, and, and getting good at it. I knew it, like I said, back in the day, I knew a guy who had a T2i that was shooting music videos that were on BET. And I couldn't, I'm thinking like, we got to have an Alexa. He's shooting, he chasing his dreams with this mug. I'm talking about producing quality that I was like, there is no way. And he was like, I just, I know the sensor. I know how to get the most out of it. I was like, wow. So, you know, all these specs and dynamic range and all that, it's great. It's great to know. I'm not knocking it, but it really comes down to what type of camera you feel comfortable with. You have to master it. You know, if you like to watch the old karate movies, there's some guys that come out with ninja stars and some guys that come out ninchucks. And then there's always this one guy with this weird, you know, stick with a chain and a ball. You're like, what is that? And he come through kicking butt like, dog. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like Ninja Turtles. Like everybody got to choose what they want to, you know, if you, if you, I was Leonardo, that was my guy. Cause I was like the swords, but some people like Michelangelo. They like the nunchucks at the end of the day. They're going to kick butt and eat pizza. So you got to decide, you know, what tool you're going to use to get to the pizza. You know what I'm saying? However, you, whatever you use is on you. Now, I did. I got mad because I felt like Leonardo never just cut nobody. He never just sliced nobody. I, I was like, wait a minute. That's when you get too old for cartoons when you notice nobody ever dies in G.I. Joe's. Like, everybody made it out the plane. Everybody jumped out with parachutes and they shooting lasers. You know how fast a laser move? And everybody is just, you know, I just wanted to see Leonardo just 
You know, he would one, never one cut time. nobody. Just one time. one time. He would slice the rope that would make the uh, chandelier fall on the people. Like, he would never just be like, no, you could have just cut him. We could have been, this could have been a three-minute episode. That's why I like the last Wolverine, because they let Wolverine do everything he should have been did. Like, I love the last Wolverine. Yeah. Logan went ham on Logan everybody. Logan went ham and just cut people instead of just, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to slash the tires. And, sh- and shot on a black magic. It was. There was a lot of shot was on the black magic. Yeah, a lot of yeah, it was. Really? Yeah, Holy crap! Just the scene where he was in the bathroom—that was it. Like two scenes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it was. You'll see black magics a lot in the industry. I mean, they're just they're great cameras. See, here's my challenge with those, man. Is that like I, you 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 had me thinking when you're talking about you know hey set goals, you know make this much or get these jobs and because one of the things you always say is like make sure your client's paying for your gear. You should never pay for your gear absolutely you, like yourself. Or another job to do, you know, like a, a nine to five or whatever to do it. Let your clients pay for your year. Right. So it's like, hey, do I want to go the route and get that cinematic cinematic look, which I love from the Black Magic, but then I got to deal with autofocus. Then I got to deal with low light issues. So, right? so but then let me let me, let me go with the A seven. Let me three. let me address that because there are companies that my company use, and there are companies that I want to own. Completely okay. different. I got a daily driver car and I got a toy. My toy is outrageously dope. My daily driver, I got car seats in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's only, I'm not looking to be cool. Like, I'm just looking to get there. Dude, I rode in that one. That's, yeah, you got to ride in it. Yeah, that's the car seat one. It's like, hey. I tried strapping my fat ass in the car seat. (laughs) Safety first. Hey, safety first. I can't have nobody coming on saying that Ty, he hit a turn and you rolled out and you know what I'm saying? Gotta, oh my gosh. My insurance don't cover that. We talked about it. <laughs> so, wow. I, but you know, you, you can have the camera that you want as your toy when, you know, at the profits and all that. That's fine. For okay. business, okay. I'm A7S3 all day because I, you know, to lock on somebody's face and they rocking and doing this and I ain't got to worry right, about it. Right. Like for me, that's valuable. More valuable yes, than image quality in certain places. But I still feel like on paper, the A7S3 dynamic range is 14, 15 stops. The Black Magic is 13, 14 stops. However, I, I really don't think that you're going to be able to get them side by side and really feel like there's a difference other than the look. But gotcha. I love I love B-Raw. I love B-Raw. Me and B-Raw, we, I love B-Raw. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. Uh, ProRes Raw is great, too. But I love B-Raw. So you got to think about what's right for you. Right. If you're a Final right. Cut guy, A7S3. If you're a Black Magic guy, really, absolutely. Oh, because you can do ProRes, ProRes That's Raw, right. yeah. ProRes Raw, right. not just ProRes, but they have their own okay. Raw format. ProRes Raw is available to edit on Final Cut Pro. If you are a okay. DaVinci guy, you be Raw is going to be where it's at. Now you can't edit them on each other because they're like, "No, nah, we're not giving you that. You got your your raw, I got my raw. Go for it, Marcus." Okay. Your mic is muted, though. Oh, go ahead. Question. So, since we're talking about redundancy cameras, so when you're recording, what kind of headsets do you need? Okay, that's a great question. Don't go the cheap route. Um, I use like so. These headsets here are for monitoring. They're a monitoring headset. You don't want to go with Beach by Dre and all these crazy over-the-counter headsets because they amplify certain things like basses and it's difficult to hear certain things. You want to go with a professional monitoring headset.
headset, if possible. Now, if you if you say, hey, Ty, I don't got 300 to spend on the headset, cool. So the Sony lineup for videography typically is a good place to start. They usually start around 60 to $70. But I much prefer a over-the-ear setup because I, I want to be able to hear. Because you, you'd be surprised you get back and there's footage and you didn't know that you could hear the air conditioner. You didn't know that dog in the barking, that dog background barking was really messing up your footage. Or the lady chairs, every time she moved, that high-pitched squeak or the rubbing on their chest when they're scratching and the laugh mic, you want to hear all of that. Audio Technica, actually, absolutely, I can't even talk. Absolutely, Audio Technica, Robert posted, they make a lot of great professional headsets um, that's not crazy in price. Even, a lot of people don't know, even when you get home, you're editing on your computer. I have studio monitors here. Studio monitors, you can't see them, but I edit audio with studio monitors so that I can hear the clarity. And it's not regular speakers that are designed to punch more bass and be more there for music and partying. They're not designed to give you a true, I want to say, readout of the audio signal. They're not, they're not, they're designed to give you for you to play music and party and overly bass stuff. Beach by Dre, they just turn up the bass and it feels like it's, you know, but you want to get headphones that are designed for audio editing so that you can mix the audio properly. So not just have it in line, but you want to hear you know, and mix the audio to get a better sounding audio. That was a great question. Go for yeah, it. I mean, like Audio Technica M50Xs are my favorite headphones ever, and they're pretty reasonable as well as far as the price goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would still say, though, if you don't have, it's better to have any headphones than none at all, because Absolutely. trusting your levels, I had an intern that used to always trust your levels, and then we would edit her stuff, and it was all static. But her levels look fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to, like, even if you do end up just getting that dollar store set of earbuds, it's better than nothing at all. Yeah, I agree. It's it's much better than, than trying to wing it on, you know, your computer speakers. Absolutely. Yeah, there- there's a lot of things you can fake and audio just really isn't one of those that you can like gloss over. Yeah. You don't want to cut corners on it. I, I tell you all the time. Audio is 51% of video. 51% of video. Absolutely. You don't want to, that's, you don't want to do it. Make sure that is. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about one or two more things before we go to the after hours. Um, but I want to make sure that it was a question that popped up. Um, let me see. Judah, uh, visual media. So I'm a content creator from Jamaica, um, with a startup media company while working on the ins and outs. I think what I struggle with is the thought of stepping out full time. Okay. That's great. That's a great question. I love that. I'm gonna tell you where the issue is and what you should address, right? Because I know a lot of people with ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of gear that's still afraid to step out. And the reason that is is because they did not invest enough in the brand and the marketing. I tell people don't worry about how much you're getting paid per job in the beginning. Focus on your ability to convert leads into clients. Set goals and say, hey, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna bring in six clients this month, seven clients this month. 
eight clients this month. When you get to that point and you're focused on converting leads into clients, remember, you got to know what you want to do. You got to have the niche. I got a whole course about this. If y'all ever want to know, you got to build the website. You got to go through all these steps to get to the point where you're able to finally know who you're going after, be attractive to them, offer value to them. Then you can focus on how many people you're closing per month. I guarantee you, if you knew confidently that you can get six clients per month, you wouldn't have an issue with walking away from your job. In fact, your job will be holding you back because you're like, man, I'm getting $2,000 a job. I know I'm getting at least six clients a job. That's $12,000 a month on the table that I'm leaving compared to my current job. That's why it's so important that you understand every aspect because you can't just be like, I got a camera. I want to do this where the client's at. It don't work like that. If you don't have those things in order, you will have less confidence in your ability to step away from your job. You will be scared about it because it's not it's so much more to it than just wanting to do it. So you have to have the brand in place. You have to know who you want to go after. You have to make sure that you have the beta clients and you understand what their needs are so that you can address those needs and that you're in a position to 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 be where they are looking and you get to the point where you are confident in your ability to get those clients because you're going to start, it's going to start, you know, one a week, two a week. And you're going to get to the point where you're like, I know I'm going to have a certain amount of clients this week. I know I'm going to have a, you know, and you, that's why I tell you to get hung up on your ability to close sales. Because once you get the brand together and you are where they look and they're looking in your direction and they're calling and they want to be a part, it's just a matter of you, you know, being able to close sales. A lot of people say, I want to catch big fish, but they ain't bought a boat yet. They don't know what they want, kind of fish they want to catch. They don't know what type of bait they want to use. They don't know what size line. If I want to catch a 50-pound fish and I got a 10-pound line, they may bite the hook, but they're going to yank that thing and keep going. You ain't going to pull nothing up. So there are there are things that have to be in place with a business before you get to the point where you're holding up that fish and you 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 skinning it and eating that that fish sandwich. And a lot of people think they can go straight to the to the fish sandwich. You can if you go to McDonald's. But if you want to learn how to get your own fish, you got to learn the steps that are in place and you can't skip it. I, I don't anybody who want to quick and I saying you do. I'm not saying it all. But I get people that want the quick answer. Like, how do I get blah, blah, blah. You go to McDonald's. If you want to fish fillet today, you go to McDonald's. You order it. You pay for it. You go home and eat. But if you want to learn how to fish, we got a lot of stuff we got to go through. Right. We got to. We got to understand what type of fish. We got to teach you about fish so you can know which fish you want to catch. Then we got to find out where they're located, how they act during certain temperatures and times of day. What lake are they in? Are we on the pier? Are we on the boat? What what type of gear do you need? You know what I'm saying? What type of line do you need? What type of bait do you need? We need to put all of this stuff in place before we can get you to the point where you're catching fish. Now that you understand, you know, a through B or, or a majority of it, we got to start, you know, teaching you how to throw the reel and wheel it back and how to, you know what I'm saying? Like how to maneuver with the bait to get their attention. So there's so much to it that once you get to the point where you're consistently catching fish, you're never worried about whether or not you're going to eat again. You know what I'm saying? Like you're never worried about, am I going to be hungry today? No, I can catch six fish today. 
because it's sunny. I know that it's the 70 degrees. The fish usually like to come in shallow water on that side of the lake, and they want to eat, they like red minnows. Perfect. So let me go over here with my red minnows during this time of day. Boom, we yanking one out. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another. I'm never worried about being hungry. Then you get to the point where you're capturing, you're catching so many fish, you got to get a deep freezer to put them in because you just, you have an abundance of, you know, clients. It's all absolutely, absolutely, Jim, systems and processes. And once you learn it and understand who am I for, it's easy to get that person's attention, get that client's attention. Yeah, I would say, too, that's also the great thing about, like, um, if anybody here has checked out the Flash Film Academy, like, community page, like, you can, there's places there that you can, like, celebrate your wins on it, you know, you're with like-minded people. And also, like, there's times where I've gone over and Jim's told me, you know, you need to fix this. And he's absolutely right. And I love the fact that you have that kind of talent to where somebody can let you know where you're going wrong, but also why. Right. Yeah. So you know what to do. And you know how to think about it and not just what to think. Because what works for you won't work for him. Because his niche is completely different. That's why you got to be careful when you get a lot of business gurus on YouTube saying, go and do this. That may not work for you. It may not work in your country. It may not work in whatever continent you're in, whatever niche you're in. It may not work for you. Now you don't, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't trust all these people on the internet giving advice. I don't trust courses. Yeah, because you bought a one size fit all that didn't work for you. And that's cool. They didn't teach you what to th- how to think. They taught you what to think. And you did exactly what they said do, and it, it didn't work for you. So now everybody, look at look at look at Jim over there opening uh, all kind of gifts and packages. My wife brought me a present. Hi, wife. How are you doing? We oh, heard great things is. about you. Oh, I don't think we've ever seen her. She does exist. I know, right? Hi. She does exist. The boss. The boss. They're all saying hey. exist. We we thought he was making it up. Yeah, we really did. Like Same we've never seen you before. All made up. <laughs> Tell her welcome. Like, Jim's just lonely. He talks about her, but she's not real. She's just like you know his imaginary. I know, right? Like, this is the perfect woman. I wish I, just, I had. Yes, Jim was M&Ms. like, I scored this hot babe. Yeah, and yep. you're never gonna get to see her. Pretty much. I thought he just dressed up like his black magics on tripods and just rode him oh. around and just you know what I'm saying. That's what I thought, but you know, <laughs> he got a laptop with DaVinci Resolve. He roll over to and just adjust the mid tones. You know what I'm wow. saying? Notice how Jim has on headphones so wifey can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, he's safe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he, no, no. Like, he gives it like an aster in a right direction. I love you, baby. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, thanks for this package. Get out of here. She's, she was making sure. She has no clue. Yeah, Jim, no clue. Jim's been feeding her this story about going on live every every Wednesday night. She had to make sure pop up. Like She looked right. at the screen. You want to work, Jim? Right. Yeah, I thought it was OnlyFans. No, it's not. It's just ties to Flash from Academy. Oh, wow. Why do you bring up OnlyFans so much? Hey, man, don't judge me, man. It's where it's money everywhere out here. Okay, <laughs> it's money to be gotten everywhere out here. Okay, they, they, somebody you hey, need to save that for the after party. That, I will. That could be somebody's niche, but we'll, somebody had a niche. Like we'll talk about that in the after hours. <laughs> we'll save that. We'll save that because we get we get wild. You know what I'm saying? God bless you, man. That's all I want to say. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, uh, back to the rated G, uh, version, uh, yeah, you know, you want to, you want to practice, um, you know, you want to strengthen your ability to close clients. A lot of people just just skip over that. 
They think I'm just going to go from getting a camera to just getting money. But you you can fumble a sale. I didn't Listen, I didn't fumble the sale. I didn't fumble. I didn't drop the bag before. I'm not going to tell you I haven't. I dropped a, a few big bags because I didn't I, I didn't have a system or a process in place. That's why I'm t- that's why I'm trying to lay it down. Make sure you do X, Y and Z because you're going to have companies that you're going to get lucky and a company going to land on your lap. And be like, hi, this is Tom from Walmart. We want to shoot a training video. We got a, uh, 300 training videos we need to shoot for the next year. We want to talk to someone that may be able to help us with it. We like your your portfolio. And you like, uh, I, uh, I, uh. And you drop the bag. Because you're winging it. It's happening. I'll tell you, we've done a lot better since we've had our systems and processes in place. Since we've done that with, um, with our... <laughs> Structure based pricing and um, just everything. I think we've had we had one bid that hasn't fulfilled, or one quote or proposal, and it was one that came from basically one of our online forums. It's it's also the only online forum that didn't fulfill, yeah. where somebody just requested us. But man, you are spitting out all sorts of gems. Gem alert this whole episode. That's right. I'm gonna call it a Legic alert. Cause it's a gem alert. I, I turned down listen, I recently turned down a job from a city. Because they because we had systems and processes and they didn't. And I'm like, yo, I'm not about to get locked into a contract with you and you don't know what you want for a set amount of for a set price. I'm not about to be locked in with you. I'm not that giddy about working with the city just to work with the city and then I'm getting robbed. Because y'all don't want to figure out on your end what exactly you want so that I can provide it. Y'all just know, y'all, we, we need a video, ongoing work. Okay, let's talk about what ongoing means to you. Because I'm not going to commit to it. And it may be 200000 up front, and we do the math and spread it out, and it's twelve fifty an hour. Nah, I'm cool. I'm straight. I'm going back to sleep. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to stretch me like that. I know what I'm doing. Now we can talk about it and make sure the numbers work, but I'm you're not gonna get me because I'm just happy to work with your company because y'all are the big boys. And companies will listen, every company think that there are just a ton of starving artists that will do anything for a dollar with their camera. They they have this you lucky to be working with a camera mentality. It's not even real work. There are a lot of companies that want to take advantage of you because they think that you are starving artists. They think that they're doing you a favor by allowing you to make a few pennies with your camera and doing your hobby until you approach them as a business and you can talk business with them because they know the value of what you do. They know the investment. They know the return on an investment that they're going to make with you. They're hoping you don't. But when you do, you get what you're worth. And you have to build the whole package. You can't go up to them and scream, I'm worth this. No, you ain't. Look at your look at your look at your logo. You ain't worth what you're asking for. I can't even go to your website and understand what you do. You're not worth what you're asking for. I don't care how your camera quality looks. Your brand don't speak to the problems. Your, your brand hasn't addressed any of my pain points. You're not what you, you don't, you're not what you're worth. So and until you get that right. You're just going to be mad with a camera. I deserve, I suppose it, y'all suppose it. No, we don't. They know that there's a lot of starving artists that'll do it for pennies, especially, and this is very true, when you start working with bigger companies that have names, 
when you start going across companies that have names and they're known and they have notoriety, they're going to try to get you because they think you should be happy to even be working with us. So have your stuff together. When They'll respect you even more. They'll pay it. When you start working with companies that got a name, that got, you know who we are? It can be somebody, we're Firestone. <laughs> we're Firestone. We fix tires. If you want to come shoot a video for us, you're going to have to blah, 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 blah. No, Firestone, let me tell you how this is going to work. I'm going to present you with a contract, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. We're going to go through the process because this is what you need. We offer it. We do it. And they're going to respect you even more. But they're going to try to punk you at first. I don't want to, all the companies that you want to work for, that you heard of, that you would love to shoot video for, you probably shoot it for free. They're going to try to punk you. Straight up. If you don't have your stuff together, you will get punked. And they're not going to stop punking you. They're going to keep punking you. They're gonna, you're going to feel special because you're shooting all their videos and they're going to punk you for as long as they can. And I'm and punk is a nice word I'm using because we're on YouTube. There's another word I want to use that involves like Vaseline or something. But they're going to get you as long as they want to get you. And they're going to keep getting you. Because you're going to let them. Because you don't know no better and you're just happy to be up here next to them with your, you know what I'm saying, thinking it's going to bring you money. And they having their way with you. So... It, it's just it is what it is. You, you you have to have your stuff together so that this does not happen. I, everything I teach you, I learn by touching the stove. That's where contracts came from and not just the ones I was downloading off websites that talked about photography and they lawyers are just slicing through it like they were sending it back with circles and highlights and like, yo. And here I am after I signed it, they'll sign it. They'll quick to sign it because they know they can go through it. And as soon as I fight something, well, we and we said three revisions, they circle it and highlight it like this is what you sent me. So get back and get us another four revisions, sir. So I'm you know, business is war and you have to be ready for it. If you go to war with a slingshot, you're going to leave on a stretcher. You need to go with some tanks and a lot of stuff and you need to go with this ready. Because those big com- all them companies that you want to work for, that you heard of, that you can't, you know how much let me, let me you know how much NFL photographers make, team photographers, not the guys, not the, not the guys they bring in for team photographers. Lucky to get fifty thousand, a lot L- less than us. Lucky to get fifty thousand. Lucky, I, I know of team photographers that got a ten thousand dollar equipment budget. That's it. You a eight hundred millimeter lens. It's 12, 15,000. I know team photographers that have $10,000 budget on their gear and they make $50,000 a year. And you standing next to a war, a guy that's drying off the football is making 80 because they're like, you, you got an NFL game. Be lucky to be here. All the companies you want to work for will punk you. They will try their best to punk you. You have to go in with your stuff together to get that respect. And when they respect you, they'll pay you. But they're, they're going to try to punk you at first. Well, and if you go to my page, Flash Film Media, you see a lot of companies that I work with, a whole lot of companies I haven't even added because I just haven't had time. From, from hospitals to University of Kentucky to uh, Baltimore, Maryland Police Department, all these companies that that you want to work for that's great that you love they will try to punk you they will treat you like a starving artist tell you to get in here and dance and get out i'm done with you if you don't have your stuff together so that's why you know 
That's why you, I tell you to spend that money, get that website right. Show up in that van, wear that uniform, make sure your clipboard got your logo on it. Make sure your business card ain't a flimsy business card. Making sure your website looks great to show behind the scenes photo or show five or six of y'all in the uniform. That's why I'm telling y'all this. Because the companies that see your website and it look flimsy, it look, it look half-assed, they're going to treat you like that. You have to present yourself in the same arena that they are in to be respected like they are because they won't respect you. Man, woman, white, black, don't care what your ethnicity is. I don't care where you are in this world. If you don't walk into the arena of business at that level, you're going to get punked. They know they can smell when you don't you don't you shouldn't be there and they're going to treat you and pay you as such. So you have to you can't cut corners on your brand and your marketing, your business. You can't cut corners on that. Because you're just robbing yourself like like you're, you're robbing yourself of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not just one client. You're robbing yourself in the long. You're you're you, you cutting corners on a website is the difference between having a 700 square foot house or a 3500 square foot house. Like just little stuff. If you look at how it relates to your life. So you have to make sure you're presenting the best possible version of your brand possible to be respected. If it's just on respect. You know that you've walked in a restaurant and just looked at it like, nah, the food ain't good. I don't care what they was making. They could be making gold-plated tacos in the back that sparkle and and make your eyes roll in the back of your head and make you, like, shimmy when you bite into it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if it don't look like it, people will walk right out like, nah, this ain't it, chief. And go right across the street where they tacos is terrible, but it, it's like you walking into a you know, a Tex-Mex cabin. They got they got mules running around. You're like, man, I know these about to be the truth. And they food is trash. So you have to build a brand. Like, you have to invest in that. If you don't invest in that, you're going to get punked. That's game recognized game. That's what they mean. The people know when you do, when you, people, you, you go into an expensive store. Go into a, a, a um, go into a, I challenge you, go into, find a Porsche or a Lamborghini place, right? Walk in there regular and be like, I'm just here to look at the Lamborghinis. And then go back a week later and walk in there like you can buy three or four of them. Just walk in there like, do you have these available? What colors are they available in? Can I ride with it today? I want it. I want it gold stitching. You don't have gold stitching available. I'm going to go over to Porsche, these Lamborghinis. I've heard things. Go in there like that and watch how they treat you. Oh, sir, uh, you, uh, uh, let me get you a word. Uh, sir, uh, they know, they can smell who belong here, who don't. So as a business owner, when you talk, you got the confidence, you're talking to a client, you're sitting down in front of them, you're confident about your ability to provide a return on investment, they know you can do it. Remember, I told you the number one tool in your bag is this. It's that personality. You got to have that confidence. You got to come in here and almost feel like, hey, maybe you guys can't afford us. And that's no problem. I got a guy for you. That'll piss people off. And they'll be like, what? Like, whoa. Like, well, yeah, we could. How much? 50,000. We got 50,000. 50,000 is nothing. In fact, give us the next one. We want the $65,000 package. Are you sure? You know, you know, our, our, our uh, non-refundable retainer is half up front. You should, you should, yeah. So you, you gotta, 
it's a lot to the business side that remember being born as a consumer and being in the area of climbing up this ladder, you, you have to train yourself to, to work in those environments. It's just, a, it's going to take a different you. There's no other way I can put it. 2010 tie is different than 2021 tie. It's going to take a different version of you. You got to be prepared to, to, to go to that, to go to that version. It's going to be different. It's going to, you, you, I wasn't drinking no sparkling water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't there. I didn't know about half the stuff that I, you know, I have to stand around and sure I'll have cheese and cheese and sausages. Sure. I'll, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't me. I didn't know nothing about that, but you have to prepare yourself to go places you didn't normally go. You know, I didn't know nothing about calamari and you know what I'm saying? All this sure we'll have squid and yes, we will. But you, you learn about stuff when you go places that, you know, you may be the only person like you in that room and you have to carry yourself like you belong there, like you run it. Not, not like you run it, but like you belong there. Because soon as a person smell that you don't, soon as that business owner sit across from you and they have a $50,000 project in their mind and they realize that you're not capable of doing it, you've lost. You can have, you can have crappy content but walk in there like, huh, and we're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure that, and they're like, deal, let's go. You can have the best content in the world and be like, uh, I think that we may be able to, you know, uh, we're going to try to. Mm -mm. So this is the most important thing you got. That's what's going to take you places. More than gear, more than quality. And, and I can tell you that a thousand times, but I, I want to make sure that, you know, everybody get it and realize it. With that being said, we about to end and go to the after hours where stuff get real raw and I can uh, stop doing the PG-13 rated G version of this conversation. I know, I know you waiting. I know, I know. So, and it's funny because there's five people now, but I promise you, in fact, I'm going to do a screen capture when we get, I'm not going to do no video because we don't video, we don't record in this. We, don't, we can't do all that. I'm going to do a screen capture. I promise you, like, 10 more people jump on this thing. Like people like, there's a lot of people that's like, I don't want to be on camera now, but as soon as we go to the after hours, I'm jumping on. So we're going to go ahead and wrap. Listen, if you're listening by, let me go, let me go back to my screen. Stand by, go member, stand by. If you're listening by way of podcast, please make sure you rate the podcast. Them, them reviews are dope. I want to thank everybody that gave me a five-star review and wrote great stuff on Apple podcast. It, man, it was some, I screen copied and kept some of those reviews because I, I didn't expect to get what I got. Somebody might, uh, may want to mute their mic. Um, I didn't expect to get what I got and I really respect that. Like that was, that was some love. So if you're listening on the podcast, please make sure you leave a review. Um, it's real important. It's real important that you guys grow this. I know everybody and their mama dropped cameras this week. I know everybody and their mama pushing out, 10k and all. this is the most important thing I, and it ain't got to be for me go somewhere else and learn it read a book i'm not saying come do it my way i'm saying focus on that and it will take you further than any gear that's the realest thing i can tell you so with that being said i'm gonna go ahead and wrap i'm gonna see y'all next week same time wednesdays at six we're gonna chop it up and do it again um next week we're gonna talk about the myths five myths i can't even talk today of a of starting a photography business because there's a lot a lot of stuff people pushing and telling you that's BS. 
But if we get you to understand and overcome it, then you can keep moving forward, all my photographers. I'm going to ask that if you learn anything, please post it down in the comments below. Where's my, uh? please post what you learn down in the comments below so that I can continue to bring you this good old Flash Film Academy heat. And I can continue to, you know what I'm saying, punch you in the throat. I got my brass knuckles. You can't keep ducking. I got more punches than you can duck. So um, make sure you post that in the comments. Listen, if you're on the fence, you're thinking about it, we do have courses. Let me see that. We got tons of them. Boom. There you go. All these cute little graphics my boy Parker that hooked us up with and did all that stuff. There you go. If you want to get punched in the throat, if you, if you like an abusive relationship and you and you and you like this type of abuse, some people like pain. I like a little pain. If you're if you OK with a little pain, you know, what I'm saying and you can deal with it and you can, you know, what I'm saying if you want to get beat up a little bit, if you want to join Fight Club. <laughs> that's what these boys do there's nothing but fight club um there you go no, there you go i didn't post that all day i forgot about it but now you know 15 live use the code there you go all right with that being said um post what you learn in the comments don't forget about that i need that that way i can keep you know what i'm saying keep karate chopping y'all and keep karate chopping y'all and i will see you all in the next video be safe all right don't wild out be safe this week, I want y'all to role play. Role play saying big numbers with people. We talked about that a little bit. Not role play, role play. You know what I'm talking about. Like outside, like in the living room, role play. The role play you can do in front of the kids. That type of role play. Role play sales techniques. Role play talking to clients. Role play confidence. Right? Role play saying a price and and, and saying it as though it is a, a investment, in which it is. If you don't believe it, they ain't going to believe it. So practice that. Just talk to people and, and role play talking to not role play, but just go talk to strangers. Have a conversation. What do you do for a living? This is what I do. Practice it. Get that confidence up. It's very important. If you're timid, you're going to have a hard time. But get that confidence up because you need it in this business. You need it in this industry. All right. Be safe, y'all. I will see y'all in the next video. All right. Here we go. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.